This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 80 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. Visit them at equestriancollections.com. And also, Easy Signs Online, the number one farm sign company in the U.S. Order online at easysignsonline.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hail or hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop I'm Helena B. And this is Jennifer. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Desperate Horsewives. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> we finally get our chance. So, uh, for those of you who don't know Jennifer, she is the quintessential horsewife. Jennifer, um, tell us how you got here and who you are and who you're married to. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Um, a longtime professional horse person uh, went from instructor to trainer to farm owner to retailer. And I am. The luckiest horsewife around because I'm married to Glenn the Geek. <laughs> well, in addition to Jennifer, we have with us today several, well, two additional fabulous women to whom we'll speak about what life is like being married to a horse husband or non-horse husband, as the case may be. And hopefully during our chat, we'll attempt to answer the age-old question about whether it's better to be married to a horsey guy or a non-horsey guy. So let's see if we'll find out that today. So, for Jen, for let's let's catch up for a minute. I mean, you don't, you and I go way back, but uh, we don't get to goof around as much since you've moved to Kentucky, do we? Well, wait a minute. Is that is that cleverly disguised? How dare you move away? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. We don't get to have as much um, up close and personal fun that we they once did. That's true, and I, I can't deny it. And we're both too stubborn to get closer to each other geographically. Oh, we are so <laughs> stubborn, <laughs> but we appreciate that stubbornness. It's a quality, not a not a flaw. No, not at all. Um, well, today's our chance. We get to dish just like old times, and um, you are married to Glenn. Well, the Geek. Glenn is yeah, and and he is the horse husband because he's not horsey really himself. Um, and many people will be surprised to learn. Yes, he is no. not. He is not a horseman. He knows a lot. He's very knowledgeable, but he's not as afflicted with the bug as we are. He he loves horse people. Right. Right. Okay. And we have two horse two more horse people that he loves. Um and I'm going to introduce them one at a time. First we have with us Jessica Phoenix. Um Jessica is one of the top eventers in North America. So welcome Jessica. Thank you. 
tell everybody who's listening just a little bit about who you are. Um, for those who don't follow the eventing world, you, you're definitely up there. Uh, give us a, the, the quick and dirty on, on who you are and, and what your horse career is like these days. Um, well, I actually live in Ontario, Canada, and I ride for the Canadian team in three-day eventing. Um, and we're, we have two horses qualified for the Worlds in 2010 in Kentucky. And I'm actually married to a dairy farmer. That's a good, cool. A good fit, I think. And yeah. I think it's a good fit. He understands the the addiction side of it. <laughs> <laughs> and the time-consuming side of it. He loves good cattle as much as I love good horses. Oh. <laughs> you know, and Glenn was telling me that he's actually a a cow broker. Is that the right way to say it? Um, he's a, he's a cattle fitter. So what he does, it's um, it's almost like a hairdresser for cattle. So he flies around the world getting... Um, top cattle ready for cow shows. You're kidding <gasps> me. That's yeah. awesome. He's a hairdresser. Yeah. I know. That's that awesome. Fun. Does he love his job? Um, He loves it, yes. Ooh. Yeah, for sure. He's gotten to meet so many great people um, through that through that work. Now, there's there's also um, another interesting fact about you, and that's you're, you're soon to be a parent, right? Soon to be a mother. Absolutely. When, when are you due? Well, I'm hoping any day because it's getting rather large. <laughs> and any day and you're dinking around on the radio with us? <laughs> but no, April 1st is the official due date. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, that's just true. It could happen any time. But let's, let's wait till we get a little closer to April 1st. That's going to be a trip and a half. Yeah, I can see it now. Guess what, just... honey? You were born on the radio. <laughs> We'll, we'll actually, walk you through we were, it. We were having our training camp down in Florida with David O'Connor, and everyone was like, oh, please, let the child stay in until after training camp. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we just gonna, got back last night, and we were so happy that the baby decided to wait until we were back in Canada. <laughs> did, did you, do you, are you feeling that, that maybe, um, well, do you know if it's a boy or a girl? We don't know. We're going to wait. Okay. So I, I let's say... We'll call it Baby Phoenix. Do we know if Baby Phoenix is... Are you feeling like Baby Phoenix might be coming early? Well, I'm just hoping so because towards the end of your pregnancy, they get so large that it's so uncomfortable. You can't see your shoes, can you? I can't, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the voice of... uh... Yeah, experience right there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was dying to see my shoelaces after nine months. Oh, yeah. We, we, have, we can go back to that. There's lots we can touch on. Um, but I, I first wanted to welcome um, our, our third guest, which, um, or who is Debbie Lauks. Debbie, did I say that right? You did. Very good. And, I don't always get it right. <laughs> and it's the wine. So she, yeah. um, she has phonetics here in her, her show notes. <laughs> and red. I told you, you know, I take anal retentive to a whole new level. <laughs> so, uh, Debbie has a special role in the horse world. Um, you are related to, you are the daughter of Monty Roberts, yes? I am. I'm okay. The, some people say the eldest daughter. I like to say the most mature. Yeah. <laughs> um, the wisest. The, the wisest. wisest, that's it. Yeah, I am. Um, I am the firstborn. And, and are you also involved with horses? I am. I am. Uh, so I like to say that I have a, a husband who is not involved in horses, but knows more about horses than probably any non-horse husband on earth. 
But then I also have a, a, a horse for a father. <laughs> I have <laughs> you know, a way, way wide spectrum there, yeah. And I, and I do ride, yeah. In fact, I'm giving up my ride this afternoon for this. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's big. We get that. I'm not whining. I'm not whining. <laughs> no, no, no. But we get that. Cause so, you just... so from somebody living here in Kentucky who doesn't, at this particular minute, have a horse to ride, how mm. dare you? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Slap me a little bit. <laughs> Slap you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh too hard, Jessica. I'm worried about that phoenix rising. <laughs> oh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, Debbie, what do you what What's your role with your um, your father's enterprise and and that whole um, microcosm, which is just I I love that it exists. Yeah. And tell us how you support it. Yeah, he's a little industry unto himself, but he um, he really says he gets up in the morning, gets to do whatever he wants to do. It just so happens that he travels about 300 days a year, and most of it's overseas, which is, um, you know, not the most fun thing to do anymore since um, all the security efforts that have gone into place with airline travel. But um, but he he always says he doesn't like traveling, but he likes getting there, and so a lot of that work is coordinated um, with through me um, with promoters around the world, and basically he gets there to work with some some wonderful horses. And uh, get to know a lot of a lot of different challenges and a lot of different dialects in the horse language. But he um, he meets the horses on the day and uh, works with them that night and um, goes on to the next city the next day. And so there's a lot of coordination in that. And my if I had the biggest role, I would say is I like to say it's keeper of the concepts because we film everything, we we record. Uh, audio. We um, do a lot of writing with him whenever I can pick his brain and car rides here and there and telephone conversations. Um, just because he's done it, um, you know, there aren't too many horse trainers that have trained 60 and 70 years now at this point, and he, he likes to say he didn't get into the horse business until he was three. <laughs> well, heck, no, he took his time, didn't he? Yeah, what was he doing those first two years? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I know. Lazy. Just lazy. Oh, Ken, here goes his credibility. There it goes. So, so uh, that- would it be accurate to say, Debbie, that your father does the horse equivalent of speed dating? Yeah. <laughs> it is like that. You're right. And and some people would say just leave them in the dust. That's true. <laughs> um, he Fortunately, we've, we've done a good job of, of uh, finding really great trainers around the world and he does leave them to their devices beyond that but they do have to go through a lot of um, learning to get to be an apprentice of his and um, there's only 20 some in the world right now and uh, that's pretty exclusive club it is yeah it is so you know we kind of plop them onto the continents or they come from the continents and are trained that way but um, anyway it's a lot of fun it's it's really fun because it's so varied uh, you know an, an industry that way the now that sounds like a, that sounds like a full-time job for you uh yeah it is true i'm sure you all can relate to around the clock though absolutely <laughs> do you uh, how do you or when do you find time to to play with your own horses you just have to make it you actually have to carve it out and make an appointment um, we're doing a lot of videotaping now with a, a couple that one's from, he's from England and she's from Australia, and they met in Colorado. And uh, so they're very international, and they're both riders, and we all just sort of make a pact 
that we <laughs> we have to just get out there and do that a little bit so that we stay in touch and we don't get too too far afield with all the tech stuff that's going on that uh, Glenn the Geek has got us involved in with all the social media and all the things that you can I see I see Jessica on here with um, um, all kinds of Facebook and Twitters and <laughs> my goodness look at you girl you got all kinds of voice, yeah all kinds of tips on here and yeah, you look beautiful in here, Jessica. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Quite quite the uh, adventure. It's beautiful photography. So so thank Debbie, you. you you can you can talk on podcasts and surf around your computer at the same time. Oops. Yep, caught me. I can't I can't <laughs> even figure out which mouse goes to which computer this mess over. <laughs> I'm sitting in Glenn's realm right now and oh. frankly that- a little scary. Yeah, that's intimidating. I've seen Glenn's realm. Even that would get me. I wouldn't want to touch anything. Well, something could explode. I mean, come on. Well, that would be like me cooking. <laughs> my, my husband is not horsey at all, and I am not a foodie at all. He cooks, and you know, tonight I was I was cooking for my daughter, and because I could eat out of a can, ask Jennifer, she knows, and or, or cereal for breakfast, lunch, oh, yeah, and dinner three times a day. But I decided that I was going to make something nutritious for my seven-year-old. So I'm chopping up some garlic and some olive oil, and I've got things steaming. And do you know that I had to, I had to dump the oil and the garlic three times because oh. I burned the garlic. Burned it. Oh, no. Hey, Helena, on the, usually on the back of the stove, they have these little round things that have a, like a little white dot at one edge. You can turn those. Down? Yeah. Uh, yes, you know, that requires like multitasking and, 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 <laughs> and timing and rhythm of chopping and cooking. And, you know, Should I can find a spot. A, to, I can a find cup. a spot to a fence, but I can't. Maybe a I color coordinated cookbook. Ah, that's <laughs> ingredients in red, cooking techniques in blue. You need to patent that idea. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually not a bad idea. <laughs> I still would I still wouldn't wouldn't be able to get it to work. I but I said out loud to myself but out loud. I said, you know, I really I just shouldn't be cooking. And you know, my daughter said, "Yeah, mom, you're right." <laughs> uh, 7-year-old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> start her early. That's yeah, it. Well, start her early. The 7-year-old does has not fallen far from the tree. She has oh, no trouble telling anybody how she feels. I know. You're right. With absolute after sincerity. Her father, right? <laughs> Jessica, I love you. See, look, you've caught on to motherhood already. Yeah. It happens. The minute you feel that first kick, you know, it, it really, yeah. It's all the father's fault. All of it. All, just on. wait till labor. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to do, uh, do you have plans for any kind of drugs or epidurals? Um, whatever is needed. At a girl. <laughs> I am certainly not opposed. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was... I like a woman with an open mind. Well, I said, I don't want anything. I, I don't want any drugs. And then, of course, the first contraction started and I said, all right, let's, let's, let's go for it. Get me an anesthesiologist. Well, it turned, out that, it turned out that she was uh, a, a Morgan woman. She, she loved and competed Morgans. And so she comes in and she's got her little bag of drugs. And I said, all right, just tell me one thing before you put that needle in my spine. I said, does giving birth hurt more than getting bucked off? <laughs> and she said, absolutely. So I said, shoot me up, baby. <laughs> just put in an IV. <laughs> it, it, it's the only kind of pain. You know, how do you compare 
the pain of childbirth to to anything else, you know. And yeah. here was one woman who could actually compare the two she for could me. Relate, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Dad said that when he was over in England, he he actually last year he lost a bunch of weight over a couple of years, and uh, finally he had a gallbladder attack though, which is I guess a consequence of losing weight quickly sometimes. Yeesh. Put that in your memory bank, yeah, just in case you decide to lose weight. No, I might have a gallbladder attack. I yeah, I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but he he went into the emergency, and you know socialized medicine, or you've probably heard about it. And uh, they said, oh, you know, you're, you're going to have to wait in this room for a while. And he said, oh, my God, this is really painful. And they said, yeah, it's as bad as having a child. You know, it's like childbirth. And it was a male doctor. He said, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> nice try. Yeah. Yeah, right. You just ruined all your credibility, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't touch my gallbladder. <laughs> I used to stay away from my gallbladder, that's right. <laughs> so how do we, um, here, here's a, just a, a general question to the universe of you three fabulous women. How do you balance time between your significant other and your, you, your, your passion? Passion. We all. I mean, we work in the industry. Um, it's our. It's our careers. It's what we do. But it's still our passion. And at the end of the day, we do carve out time for it. But our other passion are the the people we love. So what what do you what do you do? How do you balance that? Ooh, silence. I know yeah, that's, that's a tough one. A tricky one. Nothing that like requires- starting with the easy questions. Sorry, that's yeah. me. <laughs> Well, I think that you need to, it needs, it's a huge part of your life, so you have to schedule it almost like you schedule riding your horses mm-hmm. when you get that busy, you know? Mm-hmm. Does anyone else feel that way? You have to not mm-hmm. do housework, because that frees up a lot of time. Yep, not cook, not, not do cook. housework. That frees up <laughs> a lot of time. However, you know what? I love cooking with my husband, Aww. and I think there you spend go. a lot of time doing that. See, that counts as quality time. Yeah, that's yeah. quality time, yeah. and it's fun because you get to chat and discuss your day, and mm. and I, I love that part of my day. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So there's there's when, something when you do together. Is, when my husband and I are together. <laughs> well, that's the other thing is you're both traveling a lot. I mean, he's well, he, his job. We are. Takes... We're both, yeah, we both travel a lot, so it's definitely um, unusual when we get to spend a whole lot of time together. But I'm thinking that that will change this year. Do you think? Hopefully, Joel will be traveling less with cows and more with horses. <laughs> <laughs> and lots and lots with a baby. That's right. Well, I think it's good because I don't think he really trusts me with the child alone. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> and And how, how do you, do you trust him with the child alone? Yes. Implicitly? Sure. Yes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You'll be surprised, I will never, though. never let him know how good I could be with a child, right? Uh, yeah. Exactly. Don't blow your cover. It's like never, never learn how to drive the tractor. One of those rules. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're brilliant. You will go far, my dear, in your career. Yeah. Never yeah, learn. In, so see, in my case, it's never learn to figure out where the F drive is. <laughs> I have no idea what letter drive it is, honey. Can you come help? That's right. Uh, nice. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, good job. Now, Debbie, you have. How do you? Keep things going with with your hubby. Balance with the hubby, yeah, that's true. Well, we both work out of the home, which is interesting. Um, so I guess we're you know, that's a blessing. 
because if we had to go in separate circles all the time, I don't think we would have been married 30 years this year. (gasps) Congratulations. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I know. It doesn't, we were talking about this at dinner the other night, Jennifer, weren't we? Yes. Yeah, 30 years with no gaps. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. Nothing. No breaks. Um, No breaks. No vacations. Well, you know, if we do, it's, it's you incorporated. Like we went to, dad went to Guatemala last year and it was at Thanksgiving because like they don't have Thanksgiving in Guatemala, right? So, so they, they were having a big event. So we just took the whole family down there, my mom and my sister and uh, my two kids. And so, you know, we, you kind of just make it part of your lifestyle, I think, don't you? I think that's a good word for it, you to make it part of your lifestyle. It's just yeah. part of your daily existence. Yeah. What does your husband do, Debbie? He's a financial planner. Okay, so so he, so, so he does he does work from wherever he's at. Yeah, he he literally does, and he, as long as you can get online, you know, you can pretty much rule the roost. So it's nice that way. I don't know why we're living in California with the taxes this way, but <laughs> that's where mom and dad started. So. There is room left. There is room left in Kentucky. You see, there you go. It was beautiful out there this weekend. I got lucky, didn't I? You got very lucky because we had three and a half weeks of New England weather. <laughs> and uh, the uh, I think the suicide rate was on the way up. I really did. Yeah, you guys got slammed this winter. You had a tough winter. By by Lexington standards, we've had a very tough winter. Yeah. You know, somebody from up your neck of the woods, Helena, would be going, yeah, right. I know. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's it's actually been pretty mild here. I don't know if it's because of my new location or because I think, I think New England did get a lot of snow. This year. Actually, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina got a lot of snow. My cousin's got six inches last week, so... Oh. And how much know, snow does Ontario, Canada have? Um, well, after last night, <laughs> we had a huge snowstorm last night, and we have about 15 centimeters right now. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And, but and actually, Joel was in North Carolina when that huge storm went through. Oh, really? Yeah, and he actually he drove down to Florida with one of his friends, but... There were two guys that also live in Ontario that he was working with, and they were stuck in airports for three days. Yeah. <sighs> That's frustrating to be somebody who is familiar with snow, driving in it, traveling through it, and then be stuck in an area of the country where they're completely paralyzed by a few yeah. inches. Yeah, like North, it was completely shut down. And then they were, they flew up to New York, and then they had a connecting flight, and that was two days after they were supposed to leave and then they got stuck in New York and it was awful. Oh, is he's home now though, yeah? Um, actually, he drove, we just got home from Florida, we drove through and got home last night and then this morning he had to fly out of Buffalo mm. and so he should be in Wisconsin now. Boy. <laughs> yeah, those cows, boy. Those cows appreciate him. Yes. That's, those cows have to love him, right? That's right. <laughs> love him. so you guys you guys cook together and that's that's actually you know what's great about that is that it's it's really easy to do and it's you can steal 20 minutes a half an hour an hour no matter where you are you don't have to schedule it it's um it's a nice and you know you're gonna do it you gotta eat right you have to eat you can't put it off it's not like working (laughs) out together you can put that off right right What do you do, Jen? How do you and, and uh, Glenn share good time, quality time together? Um, he talks, I listen. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's a talker. <laughs> well, he's a talker and I'm a listener by nature, you know, mm. and it works really, really well because I like to listen about, you know, what is going on in his really exciting and interesting life and take it all in and, you know, because at the end of the day, when I come home from work, all I want to do is become a vegetable. Yeah. And it works out really, really well for us because he's all excited about what's going on in his day. And because he works remotely, his whole world is electronic. He doesn't get to see a real living, breathing human being. Um, <laughs> until you kind of come home. Until I come home. <laughs> and uh, then he lays it all on. And it's, no it's very exciting. No wonder he talks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a person to talk to. It's like when you have little tiny babies, Jessica. You start talking to, you start talking to the furniture. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, he, he, lay, he lays it all on. But we are both... Um, adventure crazy oh. you know if he gets he gets cabin fever a lot for obvious reasons and we both love adventures we will go do the weirdest stuff um for a long time we were really into tractor pull pulling contests and anytime wow. we could find a tractor pull we just go it didn't matter how rinky dink and dumpy was you know the, the biggest class of the day was uh modified lawnmowers <laughs> <laughs> and we go do it it'd be a blast um, just, it didn't matter. Just find something to go do, preferably out of doors, just because we can get some fresh air that way. Um, so I think that's probably how we spend our quality time together that takes the place of his passion, this electronic communications world, and my passion, the horses. We both have the adventure in common. Yeah. Yeah, you're open to new. You 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 do that. Both of you get excited and enthusiastic about new things, unique things. Sure. We'll go. Learning. We'll go to. Yeah. Um, we'll go to car shows, car and boat shows. You know, they have those at big venues where people go and buy boats and things like that. We go, we could care lo- care less about a boat, but we'll go to those just because it's really fun to talk to the salesman and to meet all the people. <laughs> just for hits and giggles, we really could care less about the boats. <laughs> But you go and you get a soft pretzel and you spend the day looking at the weird boats and playing with the fishing rods. And there you go. That's awesome. And cooking is not an option because the two of us both like to kind of play around in the kitchen. uh, But we like to play around in the kitchen separately. Ah. Yeah. Like one bakes and one does entrees? Um, Glenn loves to cook. Um, I think in a previous life he he was somebody's Jewish mama. (laughs) <laughs> um, yes. when we when we lived in pennsylvania we had a very large house and the reason we had a very large house is so he had a place to invite people so he could cook for them um and he still has that passion and whenever we can we invite perfect strangers over and cook for them and uh and i enjoy fiddling around in the kitchen a little bit but we have both found that if we're both in the kitchen at the same time it's a little bit like the first time you toss that mare out into a field of geldings. It's just not pretty. No. <laughs> no. So I mm. guess for us, the short answer is we just take a dart and throw it on the wall and see what adventure pops up, and that's what we like to do. Hi, Glenn the Geek here. The ladies will be back to speaking about me again shortly, but first we have to talk about our friends at Equestrian Collections. It's our favorite shopping place on the whole internet, and Equestrian Collection brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. Their easy-to-use website offers hundreds of products for you to choose from. Whether you're looking for apparel for you or your horse, saddle pads, supplies, or equipment, Equestrian Collections has it all. One of the great things about Equestrian Collections is that they know riding and caring for your 
horse takes up lots of your time. So EquestrianCollections.com is ready there for you anytime, 24-7. And, you know, another nice feature about EquestrianCollections.com is they have a large sale and closeout section. So if it's a bargain you're looking for, log on to EquestrianCollections.com and take a look. If you're interested in the latest technology or leading-edge gear, you can find it there, too. Just visit EquestrianCollections.com and see for yourself. They put the whole universe of equestrian shopping at your fingertips at a price you can afford. How long have you been married? 25 years or 25, I think. Yeah. Wow. We're getting up there. You're a grown-up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting to that age group where um, my my intrinsic... um, Market value is going to go down. I'm going to become the school horse. on the school horse string now. Oh. You get to be 13 years old. Hey, yeah. you know what? They are irreplaceable. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> that is right. That, that. But you know, Jen, we need to get you something to ride quick. <laughs> it's been yeah. way too long. The horse metaphors are getting kind of sick, aren't they? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it's you are way overdue. Yeah, I am. Yeah, you ne- you need something to obsess over. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, my husband is non-horsey, like I said, none at all. But I've learned something um, after moving to this this new little um, mini farm that we have. He's decided that, um, I don't know if you've ever seen, if you've ever watched The Real Housewives. um, Well, it's one of my guilty pleasures. And I forced him to watch The Real Housewives of New Jersey last year. And it's kind of... You know, he he got into it because he said, you know, it's kind of like when you're driving down the highway and you see a car wreck, you, you, you have to slow down and there. look. <laughs> anyway, one of the husbands said, you know, happy wife, happy life. Happy life, that's right. And I think that really hit home with him because he has taken it upon himself to find... Um, a fence installer. He's looking into having some stalls built onto our barn. He's really taking it upon himself to make sure that we can bring our horses home. So, um, and he's enjoying it. So, I think this may be a whole new chapter in the the horse husband book. So he's going to become Peter. the gentleman farmer. Yeah. Well, it's he's got it in him. Oh gosh, know? yes. Does he? I can just see him out there with a herd of goats. Oh, <laughs> oh! Absolutely. He's not there with a herd of anything. Give him a hammer, something to do, a fence to fix. Yeah. You know, I think some guys just aren't. It, it's not the horses that they're into, but it, it the Stuff. lifestyle. Yeah, the lifestyle. Yeah. 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 So we'll it's see. Cross your fingers. Yeah, <laughs> I'll let you know. It, I'll let you know it next year's episode. He's going to be the Edward Scissors hands <laughs> of fence building. Nice. <laughs> If, if he loses motivation, you can let him watch The Real Housewives of Orange County. <laughs> I know. You, I said, honey, I could be like that. Can you imagine? I said, that's where I ride out at Cota de Casa. It's actually, it looks like it's Laguna Beach or something, but it's actually Cota de Casa, which is about 30 minutes inland. But And that's where I ride around those houses and everything. Isn't really? Wow. Well, yeah. I, oh, boy. But, but, I've actually never seen the show, so I should say that before I start talking about it. But, but the houses are right there, and it's beautiful. It is beautiful, and I don't know where those women live. <laughs> Good. Keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm that surprised that, I mean, they, they don't show, a, you know, they show just their, their little enclaves in their gated communities. But looking at the small snapshot that they give you of that area, I would never think that there were it was horse-friendly or a place oh, that you could ride. Cool. 
Very mm-hmm. cool. In fact, Dad just did a demo out there in uh, December, and people came out of the woodwork because they've got tons of horses in the whole area between San Juan and Capistrano. And, um, you know, just it, for Southern California, it's kind of a magnet for tons of horses, and it's, it's mm-hmm. beautiful. You, and you get the year-round beauty too. Yeah, it's okay. Just stick the knife in and twist it, Debbie. Yeah, that's really good to know because I never associated Southern California with horses like I would Virginia most or Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah, most people don't, I don't think. But you know, there's just a lot of people here, so it's not even fair that way. It's so Southern California scale. is the quiet horse community. Ah, maybe that's mm. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. It's probably the only thing about California that's quiet, quiet. and or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jessica, are you living up in, in Canada? Are you in Ontario now? Yes, we're in Ontario now. And and is that horsey? It's very horsey. Yeah, um, I grew up in a place called Uxbridge, and it's extremely horsey. Like every other every other driveway is a horse farm, um, and it's just full of a ton of horse people. Like within an hour, there's whatever you could need, like whether it's eventing, dressage, jumper. That's what's a wide variety. Yeah, quite a variety, and it's it's a great place um, if you're involved with the horses, for sure. Pretty cool. Now, did you grow up in that part of the country, or did you and your husband move there when you got together? Um, We actually grew up about 20 minutes away from each other, and then we met just as we were getting out of high school, and at that point, we were living one road away from each other. Oh, my. So did you know each other existed growing up, or did you just, you know? Um, Actually, one of of the girls that I used to ride with, um, her, I guess, stepfather said, oh, Jessica, I have a boy for you. You guys would just be perfect, and he was, it's it's actually Joel's uncle. And he told me that when I was maybe 11 or 12, and I never met Joel, and then when I did meet him, I, I actually said that at our wedding. I said, we have to thank Uncle Keith, because he told me. <laughs> oh, that's a hoot. <laughs> yeah, it was that's pretty funny. Cute. Yeah, that pretty doesn't awesome. happen anymore. That's pretty amazing. Does your uncle have a favorite group of numbers? <laughs> I know. We need to find that out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the track, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they, they still have the Powerball here. Go to the track, yeah. buy some lottery tickets. You bet. <laughs> It's that whole adventure thing. Perfect. <laughs> Puts a new swing on his equestrian singles. Yeah. That's right. It'll be the latest craze, yeah. <laughs> He'll be like the millionaire matchmaker. Oh, this another one. God. <laughs> these people are crazy, though. And they say horse people are crazy? Watch yeah, one of these episodes. Horse people look, look tame, huh? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. That's so, why I watch it, I think. So it makes me, me feel better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, it's kind of like you watch the early rounds of Idol. Somehow yeah, singing yeah. in the shower, you sound so much better. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I've discovered, too, that if you go on YouTube and just start watching random horseback riding videos, it helps you feel better about how you ride, too. That's true. You can see those jumpers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's some horror stories out there. And, and there's one going around with that. That that uh, did you see the one about that poor man? Or actually, not the poor man, the poor horse. I know you've seen it because it's going around like wildfire. He's just, just I don't know where he is. I'll have to put it on. You have to <laughs> we'll put have it up on the show notes show now. Notes. But it's painful to watch. I know. There's some very generous horses, aren't there? Oh, 
keep people Absolutely. on them sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you, you know, the uh, a good thing they can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the buck is for. That's what the buck That's is right. for. That's right. How, how to punctuate your sentence. Exactly. <laughs> The exclamation mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see how I can tell you this in a way you'll understand. <laughs> Heave ho. What part of mud don't you understand? I know. Oh, I like that. That'd be a great t-shirt. <laughs> t-shirt, yep. <laughs> what part of thud don't you understand? That's good. That is perfect. See what happens when four horsewomen get together? Yeah. <laughs> we just have these visuals, don't we? <laughs> I had a guy come to my house the other day to test our wells, and he saw my girth hanging over my door. You know, your your stuff is all over the place. So he said, he said, oh, you're a horse person, huh? And I'm looking around the house, and I'm like, what does he see? I'm like, my saddle's tucked away neatly. What, how does he know? And, you know, he pointed to the door. I said, oh, my girth. Now, that's only another horse person would know. You know, that your average Joe wouldn't figure out what that was. Yeah. So he said, oh, you know, my wife rides dressage. Well, wouldn't you know, in less than 20 minutes, he had me on the phone with his wife. He lives two states away. I was oh, like, no here, way. talk to my wife. Not only did I talk to his wife, I talked to his wife for almost a half an hour. Oh, <laughs> now, my God. Now, he is a good horse husband. Yeah, and he's yeah. not. I said, "Are you into horses?" He said, "No, I'm into cars." Oh. But he said, "My wife can talk to anybody about horses." And uh, honestly, a half hour conversation with a woman I've never met or spoke to. But and the brownie points he got for making that connection. Yeah. Oh, he <laughs> got he gourmet dinner and then yeah. some. He right. might get a new car now. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Just, I'll never meet the woman, but you know what? It's like who can't talk about horses? Yeah, we had plenty yeah. to talk about. It was it was interesting. Have, <laughs> like, have, have, just uh, have uh, Jessica and Debbie has has your better halves ever done that kind of thing in that they meet yeah. some random human that has to do with horses and connected you up with them just for oh, hoots and sure. giggles just because they thought you would be interested. Oh, for sure. sure, for sure, just just to see their faces light up. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> pretty cute. <laughs> Or, or people sit you randomly at, at, or not randomly, strategically at weddings and things, just because they know that somebody else is a horse lover, you know, and, you're, and they know that you know you're you're done for the night. You get to talk. <laughs> you don't have to talk to anybody else, <laughs> don't they? Uh-huh. they do. Yeah, never an awkward silence. Never. Mm-hmm. Now, as <laughs> horse women, if we were planning that same wedding, and we had somebody coming to that wedding who maybe didn't know a lot of people at the wedding. And we knew that person was just bonkers for handguns. They were they belonged to the shooting club and they had a collection. Would we make an effort to find somebody else at that wedding that they could sit with the same way we would somebody else who had a horse passion? Can you pick something besides handguns? I can't get into that analogy. <laughs> How about this? Um, passionate about basketball. Fine. Yeah. Okay. There. How's that? Yeah. Better visual. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Be- you know why? Because once you understand, once you're passionate about something, you can understand how someone else could be as deeply passionate about something. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's true. You think that's so, Debbie? True. See, I'm I so. I'm such so. a slug. Nah, I'm bothered. Only we know. I'm a slug. <laughs> Like, who cares? The the horse community is just so tight, though, so everybody knows. I mean, either that or we smell funny. I don't know. But, you know, everybody (laughs) knows you're you're involved in the horses, and they kind of shovel you together. But, um, 
Nice. I think they want to keep us away from everybody else is what it is. Is that it? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Put all the horse people together. We don't want them to, you know, rock the boat, cause issues. Yeah, I think they're pretty <laughs> curious about us. Actually, I'm surprised they don't mix it up more often just to stick us in strategically to see what we say. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this podcast is all about. Well, we, and what do what, what do you say? I mean, like I, you know, Jen and I can talk for hours over analyzing. I don't know a Canada part uh-huh. <laughs> or a video. So just you, you can get so deeply in into a conversation. Um, then you have, let's say, your husband to talk to. Um, how how deep can you go with them? Like how much do they understand, and how engaged? Can you get them in a conversation and then take it another step further? What does the conversation sound like when you talk to somebody who doesn't know anything about horses? Well, I think there's a, that's an interesting difference too, is the spouse who, um, he's going to learn a certain amount just through osmosis. Mm -hmm. So Debbie, go, go to town. Tell us, tell us your point on that one. Well, like I said earlier, I think my husband knows more about horses than a non-horse person, you know, that I've ever met. So he he enjoys um, the psychological angle of it, you know, the whole language part of it, cracking the code um, was the name of an article that, that was written about dad because of the language thing, you know, like the... I, I think he can talk longer than I can about the same subject in some ways because we'll get into things like what's the most common language on earth? And, um, you know, that's great for cocktail parties because it's bioluminescence, right? And, like, all the fish, you know, can swim without hitting each other in thousands and thousands of numbers and stuff. And so, you know, you're great at a cocktail party with all that stuff. So, and it always rolls back to the horses because it's the horse's language. It's a, um, dad coined it as equus. It's a language of gestures like signing for the deaf. And they have dialects, but all the horses over the whole earth speak the same language. The, the gesture reaction is the same all over. And we, we do gestures in a predator's stance, you know, because we are predators. We have hands like this and, you know, eyes set in front, you know, like a predator. And we, 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 we smell like a predator to the, the flight animal. And those things, I mean, you just watch people, you know, gather around my husband and listen to these things with, like, Wow, he knows a lot about horses, but it's it's just it, the osmosis, like you said, of of being around the the interest in the community and the interest of animals. You know, I think I think most people have an interest in animals, and I think that comes across whether it's horses or not. But but most people, you know, the one thing that's interesting, you can test people um, with this. But we're around carnivores as a society, mostly cats, dogs, right? You know, that's the biggest pet. And people are not so much around flight animals. So they don't quite understand the whole reward and pressure off with flight animals that you have with a carnivore that earns its food, you know. They, they do tricks for food. So you can kind of tweak their brains with that, too, which is kind of fun. So it's, it's fun to hear Tom talk about that. And, uh, and so it's, uh, it's easy to take... Um, the perspective that he has such an insight into, the part of the horse that he has such great insight into, the exactly. horse's language, and somebody who has never so much as laid hands on a real live breathing horse yeah. can relate to a conversation very comfortably because you're talking about languages versus yes. um, bench knees. Yes. Or even people that have been around horses their whole lives. But right. It's universal. Anybody, anybody yeah. can ex- take that in and, and really 
grasp that conversation and find it interesting versus somebody who wants to talk about horses from the point of view of its mechanics or its competitive appeal or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, Yeah, or if you go back to my grandfather's, you know, the 50s, he wrote a book, and his was like the Bible of horse training back then, but it was like, get them before they get you, you know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So that. That's a completely different mindset. If somebody grew up with a, you know, a plow horse in the backyard, they may have always been somewhat intimidated by the size and think that that it's something that you have to beware of or be careful of or something like that. And uh, and when you start talking about uh, this 1,100-pound animal being slightly afraid of you, that's just a different tweak for people, even if they've been around horses. It's kind of fun. That is a good, that's a great conversation starter because I, yeah. I think you're right. You a lot of people are, yeah, there's, I'm, thank you. I'm going, I'm making little <laughs> notes here. I have a list of, of, of next, how I, next cocktail party, how okay. I can turn the conversation to horses without really trying. Because, <laughs> you know, you, usually I'm like horses and then I go blah, 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 blah and everybody's yeah. eyes glaze over. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> glaze. Yeah. With a glass of wine. <laughs> um, now, um, now, Jessica, your your husband, because he 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 also works with a, a flight animal. You, you there's something at least in common that you understand um, each other on a level that a, a lot of husbands and wives probably don't. Do you are your conversations comfortable about your your um, what you yeah, are both involved sure. in? Yeah, um, I think the the greatest thing about Joel is that he completely understands. Um, like the passion and how much time commitment and the competitiveness of everything. Um, And I think that's one of the reasons why our marriage works so well, because we understand that like when you have to be gone or uh, when you have a really big show or even when your animal's just looking really good, um, it's nice to be able to have those conversations with each other. And even though I don't know a whole lot about cows and he doesn't know a whole lot about horses, we can understand that on that level. Yeah. Um, so that's been that's been really fun, for sure. Well, I think, um, I, I mean, it's been almost an hour that's, that's gone by, and I'm, I have to start wrapping this up. But what I want to do is... Oh, um, the last question of the night, <laughs> we could probably talk for four more hours about this is, do you think then, based on your experience, that it would be better to live your life with a horse husband or a non-horse husband? I love being married <laughs> to a non-horse person. <laughs> because I think at the end of the day, when you've been completely consumed with horses, it's so nice and refreshing to be able to talk about something else at the end of the day yet in the same at the same time yeah and and at the same time someone that that understands what you've been doing like what you've been putting yourself into all day and i i love it oh that was good that was very good yeah brownie points for (laughs) jessica Uh yeah Uh there's gonna be a dozen roses sitting at home for somebody Uh okay how about you debbie Oh yeah, I, I I'd have to echo that. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Why we let her go first? <laughs> yeah, she's the smart one of the bunch. <laughs> tough act to follow. Good pick. Good pick. I'm kind of curious about Jennifer. Oh, oh, now the pressure's <laughs> really on. Um, I think it's better to be married to somebody who 
shares your passion for your life, but not your passion for your obsession. For the very same reason that Jessica said is that for me personally, it has forced me to become a more well-rounded person. Yes. Left to my own devices for the past 25 years (laughs) would not have had the nifty, interesting, wild and crazy adventures that I have. I'd be very happy in my own little horsey world. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I I would not be as good a person for it though. Yeah. So I think yeah, having I gone outside of my comfort zone to, because well, when we met, he, I don't think he had ever touched a horse and really did never want to. Um, I'm I'm very glad I went that route. Mm-hmm. And there's Helena, a yin, there, there's a yin and I believe in the um, balance yin and the yang. You know, yeah. all things in moderation. So I think I like what you said, Jen. That if you have your husband is supportive and of your life, but not your obsession. He's got his own thing. There's a balance there, and you achieve. It's like two different parts come together, make one whole. I think that pretty much sums it up. Doesn't that sound sappy? Yes. Wow! Aren't I, we, wow, ladies, we are excellent. <laughs> this <laughs> is why we only. This is why we only do this once a year. <laughs> Phew, that was exhausting. (laughs) I'm getting a sugar rush here. (laughs) Well, you know, I I hate to wrap this up because we could go on with the sappiness for four more hours. But I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I am the, the queen of sappy. I I love that you that you all came on and and talked about things that are are pretty personal and um and and fun and funny and uh that this you know for us this is kind of fun we made light of it but I bet there's a few people out there who are listening and really wondering um what it means to have a good relationship and I think you know it in your heart you you know follow your intuition you use that same intuition when you work with your horses turn that intuition on yourself and and on your own relationships and um I, it's so sappy but I'm going to say it follow <laughs> your heart because it knows what it's talking about there you Completely. go right yeah. all right That's sappiness it. over uh, <laughs> please ladies. direct all hate mail from those couples who are both horsey to yeah. Helena B at that's right. It's to Glenn. Send it to Glenn. Send it to Glenn. Glenn. Geeks at horseradionetwork.com. Uh, so, again, thank you to Debbie Laux, Jessica Phoenix, and Jennifer, queen of all horsewives. Um, thanks to all of you for, for joining us today. And, and we, will, we will reconvene next year at this time, yeah? Yeah. You got it. I love all it. Right. It was fun. Thank you, Emma. Thank you, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, another Desperate Horsewives episode under our belt. That was the second annual one. What do you think? It is sure to become a classic. It was pretty good. We did all right. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, you're good. You're natural at this. I have the gift of gab. Ask anybody. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. So we had, um, and I think I, I didn't do a very good job of explaining exactly who we had on. I introduced them, but... Um, Debbie Laux is horsewoman and wife of a horsey husband, um, sort of, even though he's a financier. Uh, she also happens to be the daughter of Monty Roberts, so she is um, definitely involved in the horse world. And then Jessica Phoenix is a three-day eventer. She's from Ontario, Canada, if you didn't get that from our conversation. Um, 
so she's juggling marriage, soon to be motherhood, horses, teaching, and um, of course, life in general. But I wanted to just read this quote that uh, Jessica had on her website, which I thought was really, really sweet. She says, competing and winning gold for Canada has always been my dream. Representing my country at the Pan American Games in 2007 brought me one step closer. As a profession, I teach and train riders and horses, allowing me to connect from the grassroots right up to the highest level of competition. I feel that by realizing my own dream, I can best help Canadian equestrians of the future reach theirs. Oh. Isn't that nice? Insight. I thought that was really nice. With, with s- sincere insight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think... Um, I think that little baby Phoenix is going to have a, 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 great, a great family. <laughs> yes, I think so. Yeah. Ah, all right. I, my wine is done. How about you? Well, you know, you timed that perfectly because I got just to the bottom of my glass of wine as we were getting finished up there. And uh, I, I, I cannot speak a complete sentence if I start a new <laughs> glass of wine. So you sure that's not the chocolate? Where, where are we at the chocolate? <laughs> I finished the chocolate 10 minutes in. Are you kidding? <laughs> Stupid me. Gee, what are you thinking? <laughs> well, uh, like I said, another Desperate Horsewives episode. Jen, I love that we get the chance to blab a little bit. Lots of uh, Lots next of week, I have absolutely no idea what Glenn has in store for us, but join the club. <laughs> you can check out all about this week's episode. Um, you read our show notes at www.stablescoop.com. Um, there is a link, a feedback link on our website. Website. We'd love to hear from you. See there. There's my glass of wine talking. <laughs> yeah. There is a feedback link on our website. We would love to hear from we you. Love feedback. Please. We love to hear that we're doing a good job. Um, you can also follow us um at Twitter, I have, what is, oh, Horse Radio? What's our, <laughs> this is why I don't host the show. I'm just the measly co-host. You can follow us on Twitter, um, but visit us at stablescoop.com. All the information about where to follow us, how to get the shows will be on our show notes. And you can also listen to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at www.horseradionetwork.com. One click gets you all the shows. Please, don't, just don't make me talk about it. <laughs> and we'll be back next week with... Uh, Stable Scoop Radio Show? Almost. I'm supposed to say, well, this is what Glenn does. He oh. says, we'll be, next, we'll be back next week with, and then I say, The Scoop. Oh, okay, but, let's try that. Okay, okay. So, let's do this again. Ready? Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at www.horseradionetwork.com. And we'll be back next week, Jen, with The Scoop. Woohoo! Nice job! Scoop! And that's a wrap! Mm-hmm.